Good evening, everyone, and welcome to my podcast. Welcome to Casper's Dark Paranormal. I hope you all are doing well. If you have found your way here, then you, like me, have an interest in the macabre, the things that go bump in the night, and the unexplained. I will be honest with you. I am a believer, but I also believe that some things have a rational explanation and that sometimes our imaginations help us scare ourselves. I thought for our first meeting that I would share some of my first-hand experiences with you and some that were told to me by reliable sources. My first experience was not unlike ones that I have read about before, but when I was five years old, I was very close to my grandfather. He had retired from the Navy and was able to spend more time at home, and I loved him dearly just as much as he loved me. One morning I woke up. He was sitting on the end of my bed, smiling at me like he had done many times before. The memory is as clear as a picture in my mind. He said he loved me, and I told him I loved him too. And I was about to say something else, but I blinked, and he was gone. And I remember I was getting up and going to go look for him, but before I could get out of my room, my dad came in and started to get clothes out of my closet and was telling me we had to hurry and get dressed because we were going to my grandparents' house. I remember getting dressed, but even then, I can remember not understanding why we were leaving because Grandpa was already here, so Grandma would be here too. But I got dressed, and we drove over in my dad's old Chevy truck. And when we got to my grandparents' house, there were so many people there. The living room was full, and everyone was crying. My dad sat me in a corner chair, and I could see my grandmother in the opposite corner, sitting, crying, just absolutely sobbing. I did not understand what was going on. And my mother kneeled down in front of me and told me that my grandfather had passed away last night. He had been sick for a while, in and out of the hospital, but the day before, he had a doctor's visit, and the doctor gave him a clean bill of health. And everyone was so happy. I remember being so excited because he said he was going to be around for a long time. So with that, seeing him in my room that morning, I had a very hard time with everything that was going on. And I was only five. I had never had anyone die before. I knew what death was. I was raised in a Southern Baptist church. So church can paint a very vivid picture of death. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I am just saying, death is the bread and butter of Sunday school. I tried telling my mom that Grandpa wasn't dead, that he was just at our house. And when she finally sat down and listened to me and listened to what I was telling her about, she told me that I dreamed it. Maybe I did. Maybe it was a dream. But I remember being awake, talking to him, and then talking to my father. There was no in-between. There was no laying back down. I didn't really believe he was dead until right before the funeral when we went to the viewing of the body. It was a complete shock to me to see him in the casket. I remember when the preacher prayed, everyone but me bowed their head and closed their eyes because I truly believed he was going to get up or do something, do something that only I could see. He didn't though. And then he was buried. I never forgot seeing him in my room, but I did for several years wonder if what I saw was real. Now, my disbelief 
comes from being raised in the church. The way I was raised is you die. If you're saved, your soul goes to heaven. End of story. There are no ghosts, no purgatory, no in-between. I have some people that have told me ghosts are demons in disguise to lead your soul astray. I am not here to argue religion. I respect however you believe. As I got older, I realized there are many different religions and beliefs and many different ways to look at things. I have friends from all walks of life and I have learned a great many interesting and wonderful things. Some to me make more sense than others, such as I completely believe in ghosts. Getting back on track though, I had several imaginary friends when I was little and when I look back now, I often wonder if some of them were spirits. But we are not here to talk about that. Not today anyway. We are going to talk about the footsteps, which isn't as scary as it sounds, which might be disappointing to you. There was a small house that I stayed over at several times right off the living room. There was a tiny, maybe eight foot hall that had two bedrooms at either end and a small bathroom in the middle. The living room was right off the hallway and across the living room was the master bedroom where my friend's mom slept. This was my best friend's house, by the way. Um, the bedroom to the left of the in the hall was my friend's room. And uh, at that time I first started staying there, the granddaughter who was visiting and she was about three at the time slept in the room to the right of the hall the right end of the hall and almost like clockwork I would have to get up to use the bathroom in the early morning hours before anyone else was awake now it wasn't an odd sound to hear the three-year-old running around the house aside from the bedroom and the bathrooms it was a very open floor plan with all hardwood floors so you could hear her running all over from room to room kitchen to living room wherever I would be in the bathroom and I could hear her little footsteps and it always was the same pattern. It sounded like it started from the kitchen through the dining area, across the living room floor and right up to the bathroom door. I would call her name and get no reply. <coughs> Excuse me. And as I said, it was a small bathroom. So I could reach the door handle and peek out the door and there would be no one there. So after I was done, I would get up and I would check her room and there she would be sleeping soundly in her little bed. Now at the time, I just assume she was in the master bedroom with her grandmother because she did frequently fall asleep in there with her or she was awake, she was in the kitchen looking for something and she, you know, and that I was mistaken about maybe where the footsteps were coming from and that she was going back to her bed. I thought maybe my getting up and the squeaking of the doors woke her and this kind of became a morning routine thing for us. And it was always cute to hear her little feet running across the floor to get into her bed until one day it had been a few weeks since I had stayed over and I got up like I normally did and went to the bathroom and 
heard the pitter-patter of her feet, and I'm sitting there in the bathroom. And I realized that she had gone back to California to her mom. At that moment, I realized I wasn't just in the bathroom. I was trapped in the bathroom. There wasn't even a window. And something with little pitter-patter feet had just run up to the door. And I started thinking about all the mornings this had happened and how cute it had been before. And now, as I reached for the the bathroom door handle, every scary image that I had ever seen in my life, especially those involving scary children, flashed in my head. And I peeked out the door, absolutely sure something was going to just crash through and terrorize me. Um, Super anticlimactic spoiler, but there was nothing there. Just like the other times, I peeked and there was nothing. Now, I would say maybe my friend or her mom or them together were being funny, trying to scare me, but I had told neither one of them about the footsteps. And my friend slept extremely hard. She wouldn't be up until 10 unless she had to go to work. And I even creeped in on her mom and she was asleep. And there would be no reason for her mom to come across to that bathroom because she had the master bath. So I thought about it and I wanted to know more. I wanted to know if it was one of them the whole time or maybe I just truly am a crazy person because I promise you this is the tip of the iceberg of things I have experienced. Now at the time, I did the best investigation I could. I honestly didn't even realize I was investigating this. This was long before you had a slew of YouTube videos of people ghost hunting. I didn't even know what an EVP was. I didn't have EVP experiences here, I will just say that, but I I still didn't even know they were a thing. So what I would do is get up in the morning and wait for the footsteps. Now they didn't happen every day. And thankfully, this was my best friend's house, so staying over wasn't unusual. I did it quite often. So I would get up, I would go into the bathroom, even though nothing bad had happened to me at all, I was still terrified. I was going to see something, I just knew it. I didn't know what I thought I was going to see, but the unknown is scary, and I think that, more than anything, is what I was afraid of. So... Finally, one day, the footsteps came again, and this time, I waited till they were close, till I knew they were in the living room, and I would swing open the door, because remember, this is an open floor plan, nowhere to hide, I'm gonna find you. I swing the door open, in mid-step, their mid-step, not mine, I'm being very still and terrified, and the sound would just completely stop nothing. Silence. So I did this a couple of times. And then the last time that I did it, before I told my friends that I was creeping around ghost hunting in their house, um, I waited as long as I could. And I opened the door. And as I did, I heard the last few steps come right up to the door while it was open with nothing there. I actually saw the nothing that was making the sounds. No cold chills, no frosty breath as I breathed a sigh of relief that I didn't see anything. So I told my friend and her mom, 
and they were quite surprised because they had lived there for several years before I met them and they had never had anything happen and the house was a bit out in the country but not you know out in the sticks it wasn't in the middle of nowhere and it had built and built in 1994 there had only been one previous owner and uh, but my friends were great uh, they helped me ask the neighbors about the property and we even tried looking up anything we could find about it at the library check some old newspapers we could never find anything ominous about it there was it was just normal you know the neighbors were like no people that lived there before were normal no deaths that we could find uh until one day my uh my friend's mom came home like she always did about 8 30 at night she was a nurse and she would always come in and lay her purse bag keys on the kitchen table she'd eat shower and go to bed it was her routine when she worked uh, multiple days in a row. And it dawned on me how many times I had seen her do this and lay her stuff there. And no one, no one touched it. No one, no one moved her bag or touched her keys or drove her car um, or did anything like that. But, you know, I would say six out of 10 times uh, when she was getting up for work the next day, she would be hollering through the house um, looking for her keys she'd be like i can't find my keys they couldn't have gotten up and walked away that was that was her catchphrase they couldn't have gotten up and walked away and we always found them they'd be on the mantle or on her bedside table once they were in the bathroom it got me thinking that someone was moving the keys because if it had been my friend she would have she would have been cackling about it she would have you know been like ha 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 she would have told me i would have known the really sad part is whoever the footsteps belonged to was small. They were the same sound that the granddaughter's feet made. So they were little, either a small child or at least a young person. It wasn't until later that I wondered if whoever it was followed my friend's mom home. She worked at a hospital and I know she lost patients and I know some of them were children on occasion. Both my friend and her mom believe in the paranormal. They didn't think I was crazy, but the fact that they never had any footstep experiences didn't help me feel any less crazy myself. I've had many experiences since then, but I was 28 when I became, I guess, a really true believer. Like, I'm not just crazy. Like, there's other people having these experiences. And when you spend as much time in the hospital over the last 10 years as I have, it's not difficult to be a believer. It's hard not to believe. And if you're curious why I spent so much time in the hospital, when I was 28, my body decided to just really didn't like me anymore. My kidneys completely shut down. I went into end-stage renal failure. I've been on dialysis for over 10 years. Yes, I am on a transplant list, but I've had other health issues that have come up and have slowed that train down several times, which is why I have been on dialysis for so long. When I say that I have spent more time in the hospital than at home the past 10 years, it's not a joke or an exaggeration. And that is where my real experiences started happening. Most of the things I'm going to share happened to me personally, 
Some are stories from nurses who have become friends over the years. I am, of course, changing the names and location to protect their privacy. I will be sure to make clear whether it is my experience or a secondhand telling. And I can say for certain now that I am not crazy. Because if I am, then there are a bunch of crazy people working at hospitals. Isn't that comforting? I'm going to leave you with one of my first experiences in a hospital because I've stayed in several and before you ask, no, none of them had padded walls. This day was at what I call the old hospital, which had been there for years, like years and years, decades. And it has now been torn down, which I think is interesting. And it's an interesting story, actually. I have talked about it with nurses and probably next time we'll talk more about the experiences there and the theories that the nurses and I have about why it was torn down so very quickly because it was torn down so very quickly and uh like patients moved hospital gone like that quick but to get back on track my stay at the hospital this was not my first hospital stay, but it was the first time I had something happen there. So to understand, I was put on the third floor at the end of the hall, not too far away from the nurse's station. Now at the end of the hall, there is a circular alcove and there are two doors, one left, one right, two small patient rooms with doors that had windows and blinds on them. Uh, the one on the right was being used for storage, and I was put on the one in the left. Now, in the storage room, it was open. You could see there were metal rags, odds and ends, blanket, different plastic tubs with various individually wrapped things, tubing, etc., etc., hospital stuff. Now, as I said, the doors had little windows with blinds on them. And a couple of nights that I was there, my husband stayed with me. And we really thought that had to be the busiest storage room in the whole hospital. There was always noise coming from it, like someone rummaging and moving things around. Wasn't going to complain. Nurses are busy people, usually have a heavy workload and lots of patients to take care of. The first couple of nights, I had a really young nurse who, when my husband made a joke about how busy the storage room was, she seemed... A little lost or maybe she didn't find it funny so we were like oh well we're not gonna say that again and <laughs> but then I had an older nurse a uh, a few nights later who had been at the hospital a long time and she'd been a nurse a long time and she was absolutely an amazing woman and knew so much about the hospital and was telling me stories about how in the old days, there was a common room for all the staff, nurses, doctors, whoever, and how you could smoke in the hospital and how like nurses and doctors would give each other back rubs and no one thought anything of it because you worked long hours and everybody was just really got along. And uh, we're talking and you could hear someone rummaging in the storage room. And another thing was the door would bang against the wall like somebody walked out and brushed against it too hard and it would it would you know clatter uh i am in the middle of the conversation with the nurse when she goes would you excuse me a minute and she seemed really frustrated and she walks out of the room and me being extremely nosy i'm like ooh, like she gonna go get somebody i'm like mm. 
And so I get up and I peek out the little blind. I'm so happy about the blinds because the new hospital have these big, heavy, scary doors that close and you just feel like you're going to be trapped in there forever. Like if there was something going to get you, you're not going to be able to get that door open. But I digress. Uh, being very nosy, I get up and I peek out the blind. Love, miss the blinds. Uh, the al you know, looking out into the alcove and the other doors open and I'm waiting and I'm watching and nothing's going on. And then all of a sudden, here comes the old nurse with a chair. And she goes up to the open door and says, now you stop that. And she closes the door and pushes the chair up against it. I'm like, did this nurse just lose it and lock someone in the storage room? She comes right back over to my room and she completely saw me peeking. She comes in and says, sorry about that. I guess she could see the what the actual heck written all over my face. She said, well, there's a reason it isn't a patient rooms no more. And I'm like, what? And just went back to handing me my night meds. I, of course, immediately started telling her all about the noise I'd heard and thought it was nurses or techs going in and out. And she said they didn't really put very much important stuff in there and uh, that the things they needed, everyone went to the bigger storage room because that one creeped everyone out. That door won't stay shut no matter how much maintenance had messed with it. And you could be at the nurse's station and hear things moving in footsteps. She said the floor had been a NICU floor for a while and they were changing it. And she thought it was because of that room. And I got really creeped out because the walls at the time of my stay were in the process of being painted for adult patients. So my room had pastel colors and butterflies, which when I first got there, I was like, oh, that's neat. That's better than the, you know, the gray that, you know, most hospitals have. Uh, but it definitely looked like a children's floor. And uh, some of the rooms, they were peeling off, you know, baby animal print wallpaper. And just real quick, in case you don't know what a NICU or NICU unit is, it's a neonatal intensive care unit where babies that are born early or have health problems get round-the-clock care from a whole team of experts. But uh, she was definitely one of the coolest nurses I have ever met. Not just because she was a great nurse, total badass, wasn't taking crap from whoever or whatever was in that room, and shoving a chair into the door. She also had an abundance of old school knowledge about hospitals and nursing, and she just lived an amazing life and had amazing stories. She also told me to talk to the phlebotomist. If you don't know what a phlebotomist is, they are self-proclaimed vampires that visit you in the middle of the night when you're in the hospital and take your blood so that it can get analyzed and the doctors will have your blood work results handy in the morning when they make their rounds which i think we will talk about her in the next podcast so for now i hope you enjoyed this little getting to know each other session i do want to say i am not a medium a psychic or anything like that i can't channel your dad uncle or pick winning lottery numbers i'd have a much nicer car if i could but I have had a lot of experiences in my time and been able to look back now and be like, oh, wow, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but uh, 
Maybe this will give you some entertainment, maybe even help you make sense of something going on in your own life. And also, give me a little anonymous self-help therapy. I hope you have a lovely, lovely morning, day, evening, wherever you might be. Uh, thank you for tuning in with me, and I hope you'll be back.